Welcome to the Drawlin' Podcast. We're a bunch of people from Philly that use this space to have candid conversations about relationships, black culture, sports, and whatever else we feel like discussing. We appreciate you joining us. Now let's get it cracking. All right, y'all. Welcome. It's episode eight. Ocho. Episode Kobe Bryant, Kyle Ribbon, Steve Young. Any other um, athletes that wore number eight? Aaron McKee. I think Mark Brunel did back in Jacksonville. Anybody else, y'all? Mm-hmm. I don't know the use. That was good right there. Shit. I'm surprised. Right, I would say Troy Aikman, but he's a fucking cowboy. Nah, we don't talk about him. Oh. Nah, man. Shit, Mark <laughs> Brunel was resting. You, you threw me with that one. Too. Yeah, me too, yo. Damn. Who? Mark Brunel. Yeah, Mark Brunel, baby. Yeah, left hand. He was tough. All right. All right. So, um, talking about tough and big man shit, this has a quick conversation about Takashi. Uh, so, we all know what happened. We all know what's going on. He was snitching on anybody who was born, who had ever existed, he was out there snitching on. So, What's your initial response to what's happening with him? I don't give a shit. I, I, don't, I don't care either. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I knew it. I knew it. We don't. It's funny. I enjoy I, I the memes. I don't know nothing I'm about just, street shit, so I don't think none of this shit is funny. None of it. You don't people, think it's funny? Nah, not at all. Okay. Nah, there's people lives and shit, and that's that's real shit. That's shit nah, that that's I don't true. know about. So I don't. I don't get entertained by none of that shit or, or I stay away from all that. I don't talk about nobody snitching or none of that because niggas might lose their lives through, through all this shit. So, and I don't, I don't, I don't like playing with nobody's lives and shit like that. So try not to find any humor in it. I don't talk about it. None of that shit. So that's how I feel about it. Nigga, you was on the chat talking all week about it. Nah, now nah, you wasn't you wasn't controlling the comments, but you had. I read. I read everything, but I didn't. You laughed. <laughs> I read everything, but I'm not. I thought it was crazy, but I'm not. I'm not giving my opinion on on any of it or retweeting any memes or none of that shit. Okay. Now, but your man's name was called. Who? Um, Jim. Jones. Yeah. So, I mean, you had something to say about that? I thought, I mean, yeah. I mean, but Jim been, the only thing I said about it was that Jim has been talking this shit for years. I already knew that. Right, right. Yeah. Like I said on the chat, man, I just want to see the face of every teenager that I work with because they used, idolized this dude, 6'9", like he was like, he's the next, he was the next coming, like the second coming, yo. And this just shows you, like, this is what happens when you play telephone tough guy. And you don't think everything being recorded, and here we are in this predicament. You know, it's it's just, it's comical to me, but I don't know. I'm not surprised at all. Yeah, I mean, well, he's kind of part of that uh, culture that a lot of the kids are okay. like living in, where it's like, no matter what, as long as you got clicks, mm-hmm. clickbait, whatever it is, you valid. Like, as long as you making money, it don't matter what you selling. Yeah. What do you have? Like a year run. Of them mad like songs that came out during the summer, like he had a. Peak. I mean, he was he was, he was on pill for it. He, yeah he was he was for real sure. popular man like every kid every kid I'm like I'm not trying to listen to the Skittles dude um, but, I'm not surprised at all. 
Maybe maybe I'm an old man because I ain't hear none of his shit. I heard Gummo one time. And that's it. Um, right. I don't know. I'm not around uh, uh, teenagers either, so I don't really know their opinion. I, I might know. have I might have heard one whole song when I was Gumbo. Yeah. Everything else, I heard a snippet of. So yeah, I would see like little snippets of videos. Gumbo, that's crazy. All three of us listen to Gumbo. That was it. Well, that's the first joint. Yeah, that was it though. <laughs> it was like one and done. Yeah. Well, he can't rap no. for nothing. No. He that's can't rap I at it all. But I mean, there's other there's other rappers out there who legit don't have the recognition oh. that they that they deserve. But they got they got skills. They got bars. They got melodies. They got they got everything that checks right. off. But they're not in the forefront of like. Instagram or whatever it is on a radio because it's just not wilding and doing yeah. dumb shit. Um, so, Mike, I, I know you was alluding to like certain rappers who need recognition nowadays. Yeah, like <clears throat> for me, you know, I, I went to school in North Carolina just like Reese. We both went to rival schools, coincidentally, and uh, Rap City just like J Cole. J Cole was big coming up when I was around, like my sophomore year. But then Rap City came. And then all of my years, I've been wondering, like, man, we need, like, a, a thorough female MC that's going to hold it down, who can also hold her own against a lot of niggas. And when you think about her track, like, her track record, bro, like, so I remember you mentioning her verse on To Pimp a Butterfly was, like, the highlight. And honestly, I can agree with that. You know what I'm saying? She done rapped against Jizza, Talib Kweli. Like, she's doing stuff that a lot of women rappers, you know, I don't think have the skill set yet, but... She completely caught me by surprise. We put the icing on the cake is was like when she made her um, video power with Kendrick from uh, her last album, Layla's Wisdom. My fucking um, fraternity plot mm-hmm. was in the video. So I, I had like shouted out like Knife Wonder. And he like liked my he liked my uh, little shout out. I was hype as shit. Just just off a of like, yo, just off a of like. And, you know, she, she definitely needs more recognition. I was talking to Reese about this a couple of days ago, too, as well. What do you think, Reese? Yeah, Rhapsody is fantastic, um, for real. It's, um, she's one of the, fe- it's a couple of female rappers who just rap, not about um, the stereotypical things that you hear female rappers rap about, like the Lil' Kim type shit, sex, money, and things like that. Now, Rhapsody raps about other types of stuff, and it's not, she's not getting the recognition that, I would like for her to get. Um, she is out there, you know what I'm saying? Like she's performing in different uh different festivals and, and she has, yeah. she's going on tour with Big Crit. Um and she's gonna be coming out here to, Who I to don't like. Texas. You don't like Crit? I'm not the biggest Crit know. fan either. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> no. Yo, Crit, Crit nice though. He is nice, yeah, Reed, but I'm not the everybody biggest fan. is nice to you. Everybody if you can rap, yeah. No, yeah, no, let's not do that. Let's not do that. He can rap. He can't. Just because, all right, just because you can like spit bars, don't mean like you're fire. Like you know what I'm saying. Like it's, all right, anybody can just like read off a script. That's like a like a, a rap like thing, and it doesn't mean you can rap. Huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I'm serious. Elaborate. Like, like, elaborate. Like, I'm trying. I'm trying to think. Like fuck. I was I was having a conversation a few weeks ago. The th- bro, my training thought is all over right now. But what I'm, I'm trying to say is just because you could like say things like I'm bro come back to mm-hmm. me bro I, <laughs> I think I, I know what you're saying right it's now. like <laughs> it's like just because you could kind of like uh 
Damn, I don't even know what you're saying. Never mind. Um, don't even try. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we ain't gonna try. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but damn, why don't you think Chris, is 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 it is it the southern accent? Is it a little too rough on you? Nah, it's not. It's not the southern yeah. accent. I just feel as though like he don't grab okay. me. Like I need something like to pull yeah. me in. And this nigga's always talking about like his trunk, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> Old school caddies, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's his, all his early stuff, bro. <laughs> yeah, all his. He definitely no. He went early on, yeah, and that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, yeah, all that shit. So early on, trying to grasp him, I'm like, nah, nigga, I ain't trying to hear you talk about your trunk and how it bumped. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's the culture that he's in, yeah. that southern culture, right? So they listen to um, yeah, those man. trunk bumping beats and stuff like that. That's what they like. And so he's rapping to the people that he grew up with from, from his culture. And up north, you know what I'm saying? When I went down south and they got these big-ass cars with these elaborate-ass rims, the fucking Skittles <laughs> and Eminem vehicles and shit like that. And they'd be riding down. Exactly. Coles knows. They were talking They'd be riding down the strip. Just swerving left and right, five miles per hour, taking up both fucking lanes. That's the down south culture. So crit raps to that, yeah. and I, I appreciate it because I've been down south for so long. But he can actually rap too, and I appreciate that as well. But regardless, back to female rappers, uh, raps in these flames. Yeah. Layla's wisdom is uh, is one of my favorite. I play that joint all the time. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, got, outside of that. Well, because right, I'm I'm equating the word rappers to like mm-hmm. artists. Well, I'm trying to translate it to that. So there's like a bunch of female artists that I listen to that aren't solely rappers. Like I like Doja Cat. Doja Cat is funny. She's good. Yeah, she's nice. She's funny too, though. Nah, she is. She's funny. I, I, I like the about about I like a lot about that. But they don't like Crit because he spit lyrics. Nah, he just don't <laughs> pull me in. And then like, I like, I don't know, man. I had no connection to that southern culture, so I can't do it. I feel like if you All spend right, some out. time down south, man, it's it's like that shit just rubs right off on you. And check out his latest album, yeah. Chris here. Like nah, that. I'm good. It's good for I hear you. But you thought Gallant was good. Gallant is whoa, good. And that's R and B. That's two different things. All right, let's 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 stay on rap city. Let's stay on rap. Right. Let's stay on rap. Um she just nice, y'all. I can I can like confidently call her an MC. I don't do that for too many people. Yeah, female no, rappers. She's, uh, she, she's in a different lane for female rappers. You know what I'm saying you got her, no name, and like Kayla Forty Seven. Those are my female rappers that are in a uh, lane separate from the ones that are really popular, like Megan Thee Stallion, Cardi B, yeah. and. Uh, yeah, I remember uh, Cardi B shouting out Rhapsody. Was he? She just like shouting people out. That's love, though. But. I remember her like that was specific one time. She's like, "We need more like Rhapsody. That's you know talk about the status quo and what's going on because it ain't too many people talking about that." And it's crazy because every time Rhapsody album drop, it's another album that's like a little more popular. No, no offense, tone. Your man Jeezy dropped 104, and you know I was kind of on Rhapsody, bro. Tone's not here right now. He not really yeah. the thing. Yeah. But yeah, that happens every time. I remember when Cardi album came out. So, and Cali, our girl Cali Uchis came out at the same time. I fucking love Cali, bro. It took me forever to get the Cardi album because Cali was just killing it. Now I played, I played Cardi when it first came out. 
I ran through a few, a few times. It was a good album. She like I ain't gonna hold you. If you put Cardi on any song, I'm gonna listen to it for sure yeah. because she got an energy that I like, and she just keeps it like honest for me. I don't know. She gets no fuck. I love that shit. But like any song she's on, I'm in, I'm going to play it. I'm going to enjoy that shit. <laughs> but then again, I'm gonna forget about it. Yeah, like I don't man. I don't go back to replay. Not much stuff like, has replay I'm, value these days. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going back to replay it. Yeah, like, am I going to be playing this five years from now, ten years from now? Probably not. That's how I look at a lot of. But people. now it, it's not like that now. Nah, it's, like, it's just like, it's what can I put out now? Instant gratification. What's going to be hot yeah. for the second? That'll that'll get me that get my buzz, and I can just work off of that. Um. But you you mentioned Cali Uches and Jesus. I love Callie. What? She is fire, bro. What? I mean, the best. You know, there's combos in this in this like industry that we all love. Like okay, it's Outcast, right. but that that goes without yeah. saying because it's just a group. Yeah. Um, I mean, can I say this? Can I say uh, Jay Z and R Kelly was a great duo? Yeah, I mean, look, bro. Look, I like that joke. Back, what was it? Um, damn, that joke came out of high school, man. Best yeah, of Best Worlds. of Both Worlds. And there was another one he did, too. Before that one. Best of Worlds, too. That joke was high, yo. No matter what the scrutiny is against R. Kelly. That, that joke was high, bro. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about R. Kelly. A lot of his shit came out uh, when he was doing the rape case uh, with his little girl. But a lot of the stuff that he produced at that time was yeah. really good. And people was forgetting about. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. We not. I mean, no, no, no doubt. We are not R. Kelly fans. Nah. Like we don't fuck with him. The shit he's doing, is, nah. he's drawing. It just Play so happens his that entire he career. His best music yeah. during that time. <laughs> we just talk about yeah. What was put out? I can't really knock his that talent. Was it. Man. I can't. I can't. But nah, he can. He can go ahead. Stay with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but so yeah, like the the duos like. Cali Uchis and Tyler the Creator together makes fire tracks every time. Every time. And they've been doing this for a while too. Every like, time. Since like Goblin, bro, maybe. Maybe a little I gotta that. list off some some tracks. Because Find Your Wings. I remember Find Your Wings <laughs> on Cherry Bomb. That was crazy. And you got like Cali and Sid in there. I'm like, ooh. Sid is really good. Yeah. And another like female artist. Sid, I love Sid the Kid. Sid is a beast. I love Sid the Kid. Really bro. I love the internet. The yeah. way they just their sound is different. And it's it's crazy how you know. Yeah. Like, just, I feel like I'm like a, I feel like I'm like high off like LSD mm-hmm. in like space sometimes. Listen to their shit. They're collective man. The way they branched out. That's a that's like probably one of the most talented collectors right there. Man. Well, yeah, Steve Lacey. Who else? Yo, was it was it Steve who made he made a, a track for Kendrick off his iPhone? I think, I think it, it was him. him. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he, he legit. I forgot what song it was. It was on Damn. It was on Damn. But he definitely made a track off his iPhone, and that shit is Steve fun. is nice, man. Yeah, yeah, but that's the you know just uh, had to give a shout out to Rhapsody because it's like like Reese. I don't think she gets the recognition that I want her to get, but. 
you know, I'm a devoted fan and anything she dropping, I'm I'm gravitating right towards it. It's like she's she's better than half a lot of the niggas out here now. But you know, we're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> we're not gonna talk about that though. That's real. But a lot of the people that's out here is just putting on a good beat mm-hmm. and then saying whatever they got to say. The, the beat is the same now. It's all the trap, just like trap drums, just, double time. Yeah, it's just like that's all it is. But it can be argued like so, back in the nineties that the yeah. sounds the same too, right? I hate to be devil's advocate. Now, I, well, I, maybe it's probably sped up now, but it was yeah. definitely like slowed down. But it's double. I can't. I'm not gonna be vibing a double time when I'm like in my late, like mid to late thirties, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not like. I'm just not. I'm not vibing. I'm not vibing that shit now. Yeah, like that's that's. It's proof enough, man. I got tired of parties when I was in college, so I'm definitely not trying to hear all of that. <laughs> yeah, now. I went to a handful of parties in college. Yeah, legit. Oh my god, uh, legit. <sighs> Too much of that. Yeah, yeah, y'all is well, Reese and Mike. Yeah. Y'all party years in college? What? Yo, check this out. I was, you know, I was already in college. Every Thursday, I was on call. Uh-huh. I'm happy I can admit this now. So when you on call, that means any situation that happens in the building, you got to directly respond to it. Like, meaning your body has to be at the incident. Every Thursday after I got off from work, which is like nine o'clock, I would be dressed for the club. Me and my boys would go to the club every single Thursday, knowing that I was on call. So anything that ever happened, if it did happen, I probably was going to be fired. But I didn't give a fuck, though, because it's like <laughs> when you live in an RA life. You ain't getting paid shit. You do got free room and board. But you ain't getting paid shit. So you got to kind of, you know, find your vices, find your fun. So, yeah, I was a big partier. Every time it was like um, homecoming, damn sure went to NC State. I was at Duke a lot, oh, yeah. Chapel Hill. I did have that HCU uh, yeah, experience. Yeah, had that whole right. life around the community. Yeah. So it was Duke was nothing but maybe 15, 20 minutes from me. Went there straight, boom, had fun. When the, um, when the Tar Heels won that year, it was at 09, we went to the uh, – we went to Chapel's campus, a whole bunch of white folks drunk on beer and anything else you can think of, hopping over bonfires, bro. Shit was crazy. So, yeah, I was a big time partier. Reese, were you? Not, not at all. <laughs> not at all. So, freshman year, I'm, uh, I went to a couple of gym jams. Oh, yeah. You said gym jams. Jimmy jams. Some house parties. Pajama jammy jams. Gym jams, bro. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, a lot of fun. <laughs> Because Ben is an all-girl college. And at the time, it was like maybe 700 girls or something like that at the time. Yep. So you got A&T there with 50,000 students, 50-something percent of which is women. And then you got Bennett with an additional 700 girls. And so, yeah, I would go to the gym jams my freshman year. That was fun. And then I went to a couple A&T parties, the house parties and shit like that. And then homecoming, obviously. Uh, G-Hill, <sighs> greatest homecoming on earth. Shit was flames. I, I ain't gonna Close lie, game. Game. <laughs> I came to G Ho a couple times. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, they venues, bro. Y'all get everybody. Y'all get everybody. We do get everybody. We had Drake. We had Drake before he uh blew yeah. up like he is. We had Drake, 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 Rick Ross before this nigga. Uh, well, Rick Ross was supposed to come, but I think he had a seizure on a plane. Oh, All right, so this is like God forgives I don't. Yeah. Well, yeah. It was oh, okay. like 2010 so or 11 or something like that. So, Teflon. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, we had everybody come through. So, 
But once I um, got with Bree, I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck, I need to go to these parties for <laughs> straight. I'm straight. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's not, so I wasn't really a partner. Like I that. was, man. Ugh. Wasted a lot of money at the club, man. Right, Wasted bro, a lot man. of money. Y'all, y'all had a whole different experience because y'all went to yep. HBCUs and I went to a fucking. Catholic school in the outskirts of Chicago. Oh, Lewis was a Catholic school. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. And fucking white as shit, bro. <laughs> like, the, I think we, we had, bro, before, the year before I got there, I got there in fall 2008. So 2007 and spring 2008, the, the band that they had come was, Hello Goodbye. Mm-hmm. I don't know any of you remember <laughs> that group. Yeah. But I was playing that yep. album um, all the senior year uh, at Gerard and shit. But after that, the only people they had was fucking Jason Derulo. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the, the biggest name that we had. And that shit was trash, Yo. bro. Like, I, think this was, I think this was before. I mean, maybe he always had it. Or maybe like... No one recognized his ad lib of, of just saying <laughs> Jason Derulo for the songs and shit. But we had Jason Derulo, and I was pissed. I didn't even go to that shit, bro. Was he the <laughs> only one? He could have been the only like guest. It was, bro. We, we, bro. The entire time I was there, that was probably the second most like people of color or blackest thing that happened on campus. The first, number one, was we went to, well, a comedy uh, tour came to us for the uh, for the BCU. <laughs> and that shit was funny as fuck. I don't remember yeah. none of the comedians' names, but that shit had me dying. And that is the number one, <laughs> the most black experience I had Damn, that's funny, at Lewis University. <laughs> Bro, but that's interesting though because I talked to some of my friends that didn't go to HBCUs, and it seems like they weren't, they didn't get as many people as well. Um, in terms of like big name artists to come. So even though you go to a big PWI college, doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to provide you with big artists. At least from my perspective, big artists. I was kind of shocked because I know they got money, but. Yeah, because we, I never knew who went to like Chapel Hills if they even had a homecoming. Like, you know what I'm saying? And you know, they got hella money, dog. They got a Jiffy Lube on campus. What? <laughs> yes, man. They had a McDuke, got a McDonald's in the library, but it's on the, the, the bottom floor. I mean, I, that's not far fetched. But, bro, but, a whole but, but like, a whole Jiffy Lube. Your whole Jiffy Lube, bro. It, was, it gotta be. Shit. Yeah. But why? Yo. Right. If it ain't on campus, it's right on the outskirts of it. So you set up. You good if you you your car messed up. Chevel is crazy. It's like his own little world. It's crazy. Yeah, I never knew who went to That's like crazy. a homecoming at Chapel Hill. Maybe Duke, of course. Maybe. But mainly it was Jiho. Everybody went there or NC State for the tally party. You know. Our homecoming is trash. <laughs> and, and I again, still try to get to our homecomings too. So Bro. I know it's trash because I don't want to go. <laughs> like <laughs> before I even go, I'm like, nah, I'm not gonna go. 
There's no way. There's no way I'm having a good time there. Nah. No way. You said why? No, I'm saying nah. I believe. I uh, believe you. Like yeah. I wouldn't want to go either. <laughs> no. So, if I I think someone asked a question yesterday when I was out at dinner, they, um, if I can do it over where I go to an HBCU, mm-hmm. um. First of all, I mean, well, yeah, everyone's accepted there. Yeah. <laughs> let me, let me yeah. not say that. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're but inclusive. I'll go. People think. Oh, yeah, I'll go. Actually, I wasn't informed like that when I was in college, or high school. About HBCUs? High school. Nah, mm. I was. I was not. I was not. That's crazy. Like, wow. Nah. Yeah, I think if he was informed, you definitely would have came through. Because you, you know. Yeah. You know. See, I knew about A&T because my oh, uncle okay. went there. And then I know about uh, Spelman and Morehouse, Howard, Hampton. And then I know about like the, the Philly Jones. Um, yeah. Cheney. yeah Cheney, Lincoln. Delaware, Lincoln. De- I think Delaware yep. State, but it's in Delaware. Yeah, Delaware State. Yeah. I didn't know that was an HBCU when I was Damn, I wish, Damn, I wish Tone was still with us because um, me and him got to go to the college tour when we was at Girard. So we got to go to Lincoln, Cheney, all of that. It was cool. Oh, yeah. You know Curb? Uh, Curb? Yep. Yeah, Kirk. Oh, real quick disclaimer for our listeners. Uh, Tone had a internet service outage in his area, and a technician is working on it. So he yeah. dropped out for that. What do you got? Comcast? Some shit? Probably. That's like a natural occurrence with Comcast. Sad. Jeez. Them niggas is drilling. How the fuck are you doing internet? On Sunday mates. morning. Mm. Sunday morning. They should have <laughs> did that shit. In the middle of the night, Sunday. Do that drone like three, four in the morning or something, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, it seems like we were alluding, I mean, we're going forward about like um, college and choice and why you chose it. Like, so it's kind of like how you found your passion, right? Um, So, yeah, the question is like, whatever passion you have now, whatever whatever you're doing, like, how did you find the passion for that or been, or even been introduced to that? And then, how do you go? How do you go forward in achieving the the goals to lead up to doing the work that you love to do? All right. Well, so I go first on this one. I was in college. I did a lot of like volunteer work at high schools, uh, special ed, PE classes, all of this. So naturally, I like helping people from face value. So when I got when I graduated from Central, I got back here. I was a um, summer camp counselor, after school camp counselor for four years four or five years. Um, I always enjoy working with kids um, since I'm, I'm an only child. So it's like, I always enjoyed helping people just naturally, you know, and just being independent. So um, that was a big part of why I got into that right now. Um, I was a teacher assistant, but right now I'm working on becoming a um, special Olympics coach because I always enjoy working with, um, you know, mm. large populations of people who know better, whether it's a physical or intellectual disability, and I love sports, so that's like great in tandem. That's a great con- conjunction. So right now I'm kind of, you know, moving forward, becoming a um, Special Olympics coach. I'm volunteering at Villanova. Um, Got to do some more volunteer work. But as soon as I become a coach, bro, it's over. I'm ready. Because that's, that's definitely something I wanted to get into for a while. So wait, you're taking classes at Villanova? No, 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 no. I'm volunteering okay. at Villanova. Gotcha. Man, if I could take gotcha. classes at Villanova, that'd be a bet. But yeah, I'm nah, but you got, yeah. You got some masters from Temple. Yeah, yeah, I got my masters from Temple, and you know, lovely place. But you, you got to get away from home sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I, 
I'm not sure I said this before, but I've, I'm born and raised in Philly. But I spent at my at the point of my man now. I spent more time out of Philly. Yeah, you did. You traveled a lot, dog. Yeah, I just I just thought about that. It was interesting. So, um, yeah, for me, finding my passion was like I had a couple of failures. Oh yeah. <laughs> like at first, I, I want to become a teacher, and I because I, I enjoyed well. Before that, I had teachers change my life, and I really appreciated that. And I, I felt as though, like, from, I wanted to do the same, so I thought teaching would be the best way to do that because I have a direct line to, you know, students or, or, or at-risk uh, kids. So I I did, like, a year and a half in the education um, major, and I couldn't stand that shit, bro. I fucking – I was I, – I student taught – uh, elementary kids, elementary kids, and I cried some nights having the amount of like pressure to like the education of thirty some odd kids was really hard for me. It was, it was I couldn't, I felt as though I could not live up to that that pressure. Um, and I also felt as though I was putting a mask on, like I wasn't being myself doing the work, the work that I wanted to do. So. I later like changed it to like social work, um, and to be in that field, like you know, like literally working with the kids and families who I wanted, like who are at risk, and that led to me like you know uh, going to Rhode Island, like doing case working for uh, for two years, and and I loved that job. It was it was it was crazy though, like going family to family, house to house, uh, dealing with their issues, whether it be like school or emotional or um, family therapy, um, then. I I I thought between the bridge from school and home was kind of like broken, so that's how I got into school counseling, and then nice. that's where I'm at now. <laughs> and I really enjoy like doing what I do because it's all in the foundation of like just wanting to help, like being being the person that I felt as though I needed when I was a kid, and that's like really so important. I wanted to, to add some um, as far as like. You get influence and stuff. Uh, I think somebody had at least one person, a Gerard, I think really influences all at least one person. We all got that one person we can go to. For me, it was Coach Leak. It was my man, Coach Leak, man, because y'all remember our relationship. Like it was yeah. even though it was contentious on the outside with people because Leak was really like hard body. So um, just to see how he was able to interact with a lot of people and have a game plan and the way he worked with Shaf when Shaf was work with us, you know, that, that didn't really hit me until kind of now. So that's what kind of got me into being, becoming like a special Olympics coach. Uh, well, f- for me, I knew what I wanted to do from the rip as a kid. <clears throat> I was always interested in technology. And so uh, I knew exactly where I wanted to go. I just didn't know what it was called. And so I used to call it robotic engineering, mm. which is a real field, but at A&T, they didn't have that. They had electrical engineering. So that's what I went into. And I was cool with that because you get to work with uh, FPGAs, which is a field programmable gator race for those who don't know what the acronym means. And um, you get to program them things, work with the transistors, plug the wires up to them and shit like that. It's basically like a Raspberry Pi for um, the general population. But FPGA is a little bit more powerful and um, longer batteries and things like that, uh, flash memory, things like that. So um, I did that. And then I took an Android class. 
And I was like, oh, okay, that's for me. You know what I'm saying? My uh, professor, um, Dr. Doss, taught an Android class like my senior year, I want to say. And I took that job and I was like, I'm, I'm done. This is what I want to do. And so I um, started coding, went back got my master's, well, started my master's at A&T, and then uh, took some Java classes and did some more Android programming. Then I got this job where I'm at now in San Antonio and still doing software development. And so that was my initial passion right? Like coding and stuff like that. And I still enjoy it. But uh, working where I work now, I wanted to give back um, to students of color. And so I started recruiting. And actually right now, um, recruiting is something I'm super passionate about. I'm really passionate about um, giving people opportunities and letting them know. Like I have real conversations with college students about what to expect because um, being of color and going into the workforce, uh, you're probably going to be a minority to be real. Um, And so there's going to be things that you're going to do with that your white um, peers may not have to do. And so I lay it out there for them so that they know, like I'm give them honest feedback about their resume, give them honest feedback about where they stand in terms of, um, what they need to do to get internships and, and get jobs and stuff like that. Cause students don't know, um, and they don't, they don't know that. And so I'm, <clears throat> I go out there and I have these conversations with them. Um, it seems like, it seems like they appreciate it. Like I just had one a couple of days ago. It seemed like they appreciate um, what I have to say. Cause I keep it real, but going to HBCU was important because before I went to a HBCU, I didn't know anybody with a mask. Well, that's not true. Because one of the girls, um, RAs, said she had two master's degrees. But for the, outside of her, I think I didn't know anybody that was black with like a master's degree or a PhD. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I don't remember the RA's name that the girls had, but I think, but I do recall she was saying she had like a master's degree. But uh, yeah, when I went to the HBCU, you get taught by all these black professors when they have either a master's degree if they're a lecturer or a PhD if they're a doctor. That was something, yeah, that was something different about HBCUs. Like a majority of my life going to school, I had a lot of white teachers, specifically white women. You go to HBCU, I had a lot of like Asian, a couple of Asian males, black males, you know, mm-hmm. really Africans, switched it up. Africans, yeah. definitely Africans. Russians, I had a Russian math teacher. That was interesting. I did I didn't too, know bro. what the fuck <clears throat> he was saying, but I still passed that yeah. mark. That's all that matters. So, so it's a it's a it's implicit encouragement, like implicit encouragement when you see people of color out there with master's degrees and PhDs, and you're of color, you're like, oh shit, like I ain't even know anybody like that. So you feel like you can do it too, and so that was encouragement for me going get my master's. I'm like, well, fuck, if if uh, they can help me, you know, guide me through and give me some advice and shit like that, because I'm really big on learning on um, other people. You know what I'm saying? Like asking them for what their experiences were. And then actually um, taking their advice and trying to act on it so I don't make, I don't fall into any pitfalls or anything like that. So, um, yeah, going to HBC was huge. You know what I'm saying? Like, my wife is getting a PhD right now, doing her damn thing. And she went to an HBCU, and I'm getting my second master's right now. I'm coming from an HBCU. And statistics show that um, kids who went to HBCUs statistically um, have the higher degrees and, and have these, like, high positions in their in their jobs. It's like a confidence yeah. builder. Implicit. Hmm. Love it. But we are all motherfuckers. 
<laughs> with a master's degree. Yeah. And going further in that field. Yeah, man. Because we started, you, you were just saying um, that you're getting your second master's. Right, second master's. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm actually, so I got my, my master's in school counseling, but I'm going for, I'm a couple classes left um, away from getting my certification in mental health of counseling. My man. So I'm trying to. I'm trying to get to a dollar, but but also <laughs> doing what I love. What I love to do. Do y'all set five year goals? No. Yeah, I wish I would have thought like that because a lot of my my aunt does that, and she was like one of the only people in my family that has a master. She used to always tell me, Mike, have a five year plan, have a something plan. I didn't listen to her on account that I was young and I wasn't trying to hear that at the time. But now that I'm thinking about it, it's pretty feasible to have a five year plan. But nah, yo. I wish I wish I did, but no. I'm, just, I'm with Zo on this one. I mean, you still we, we can yeah, do we it can. now. I wish I would have had that mindset a little earlier. I must admit, I've I've only heard of a five year plan when it comes to terms of like somebody trying to start a family together, which is like have a baby and shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of like anything other than that in terms of a five year plan. So I know for me, I told myself that once I'm done my certification. And I get ready for the next step or the next move, whatever it is. Like I'm gonna start like doing that. So any of y'all out there need some counseling, come holler at me. What's your Jones call? Um, it's 29 now. So what's your plans? Man, I want to become. Well, first, first and foremost, I want to get my certification because I've been putting that off for a while. Certification in my master's, which is recreational therapy. I want to get that just to have that certification. Let people know I'm skilled at what I do and I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, in conjunction with that, I do want to become a special Olympics coach as well. That just goes perfectly in my field. Um, I always enjoy sports and helping people with physical, intellectual, any type of disability, emotional, you know, um, by 35, not even 35, bro. By 32, I'm going to have this certification and become that coach. Cause it's going to take a while as far as like volunteering and going through all these trainings as far as special Olympics. But as far as the certification, that's just a one and done deal. You apply, you take the test. It's a wrap. I'm a good test taker. So pretty confident about that. Mike. Yeah. Have you gotten your driver's license yet? Yes. Oh, good. Okay. Cause that, that was my, that was my, that was my another question. Cause the idea of you, always, <laughs> like, my man might get a driver's license until when? Shit. What year was this? Couple years ago. Okay. Good. Took a while. Yeah. <laughs> Look, man. I don't know how you survived down south with no fucking driver's license. I had bro. I knew people with cars. Yeah, Simple easy, as that. Easy, bro. I was driving in college without a license too. Me too. Bro, I was driving. I didn't get my, my L till I was twenty five. That bro, and then there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. God damn it. Man, I got family and get these shit today was 30, 40. And then well, that goes, uh, it's a little personal thing with us, with my family. Um, okay. One of my grandfathers, his uh, his brother died in a car accident. So mm-hmm. um, there were some children in the car, unfortunately, and they survived. And a lot of them were, like, traumatized by that. So that kind of veered them away from getting a license or even, like, dealing with cars. That wasn't the case for me. Me, I was just bullshitting. Um, <laughs> I was driving dirty as shit in college, man. Oh, my God. I don't know how many times I done picked people up from the hospital. I had to drive, pick somebody. Yo, it was crazy. But yeah, I'm good now. So don't judge me, goddammit. I've gotten pulled over. Oh, I like how that work out. 
several times. Mm. Several Mm-mm. times, bro. Mm-mm. And every time, I always say the same shit. Uh, I rushed out. I left my wallet by accident. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> and it worked every time. <laughs> it worked. I'm glad that they- yeah they, they did except for this one fucking time in Queens. Oh, bro, I came, I came from, I went to Queens for um, Governor's Ball, which is a, a music festival in New York, and this is a uh, Kanye, Kendrick, Nas, Erica Baidu, a bunch of motherfuckers. I remember that one. It's a, it's, it's a three day festival, so I was with two other people. And one of the other person had a friend was coming too. His ass got lost, lost, nigga, in, in fucking New York of City. All places. Friday night, and we ain't hear from him all all day Saturday. Sunday Sunday morning, my my, my guy gets a text um, from his from his boy who's been fucking lost for two fucking days, and he's at a fucking like Verizon store in fucking Brooklyn. So I had to drive over there with him to, to get his boy up. When we picked this motherfucker up, he is in a Verizon t-shirt with no shoes on, right? No shoes on and shit. I, we get him in the car, and then I'm trying to make his left-hand turn, and this cop is on the, uh, on the other side going the opposite way as me, oh, but she's kind of blocking me. And so I look at her like with, a, with a visual cue, like, can I go? Can I go? And she just stares at me. And then I make the left hand turn, you know, it was it was a legal left hand turn. And I said, yeah. I know she's gonna pull me the fuck over for some some bullshit. She pulled me over, bro. And that shit, when I asked her, I'm like, yo, like, why'd you pull me over? She said, Oh, your passenger was holding on to the seatbelt. I said, like, the fuck does that mean? Fast forward. I was trying to get my <laughs> my license in the state of New York from um actually having it from from Pennsylvania. And they locked my shit because I never paid that fucking fine. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I never paid the fucking fine. Because at that point, I'm like, I'm never coming to New York. Like, why the fuck? I'm not, I'm not coming to New York. I'm not going to live here. But then years later, fucking, I'm a New York State resident. And then when I tried to transfer the, uh, my license, they said, nah. I had to go to court, bro. I had to pay a couple dollars, bro. A couple dollars. Yeah, a couple dollars. (laughs) (laughs) So anybody out there who got a fine, whatever it is, man, and that shit is sitting there, um, don't move to that state. (laughs) 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 Don't move to that state, dog. Fuck that shit, man. That job over there is a dream job, but fuck that shit. Don't go. Don't go, bro. So, but that, yo, I, and I, I later learned that shit like that can fuck you up going forward if you wanted to have like, um, like any licensure or certification or shit like that. Like they won't, they won't give it to you. They won't. So. Blackball the shit out you. You can't do nothing. Bro, I was heated, bro. I was heated. But legit, every time I got pulled over without a license, I got multiple speeding <laughs> tickets in different states and so, shit. So, what you doing, bro? Keanu Reeves with some speed shit? Bro, I'm chilling, bro. I be chilling. They just be, they just be picking on me and shit, man. Yeah, I mean, I was the same. Driving dirty in college, man. I ain't give a shit. So, pay, pay that shit. So I'm the only one that had their license huh? in college. I had my shit at 17. Good for you, Reese. Well, Reese, you different, bro. Yeah, man. 
mean, he was an old soul already. You know, he was he was already responsible. Reese was a dad at seventeen. At 17. He, he, right, he ain't get no pussy yet, but he was a dad yet though. Don't say that. <laughs> chill, 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 chill. We got to do something. We got to do something. People are gonna believe that I ain't had no damn kids. <laughs> nah, yeah, nah, yeah, nah. So, like, you had no physical kids, can... but you was a you had a mindset. There we go. You know, like you, you had you had a very mature. You had a very mature mindset, and I mean, we all, I mean, I don't know. I was pretty immature. You just goofy. You just a little goofy. That's all. Yeah. And, re- and hook hated you. That's my man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. You love me, man. What you talking about? Yo, yeah. what's good? What back? Yo, did they, did that shit just come on? Did they fix that? Seen or heard a tone? In eight years, and he just pops in the podcast. Just keep going <laughs> like y'all was going. What kind of um, Wi-Fi you got? What service? I knew I knew y'all was going <laughs> to ask some dumbass questions. That's a relevant question. It is. It's Xfinity. We knew it. Mm. Well, Comcast Xfinity, the same shit. Is it? I thought yeah, it was the right one. Yeah. yeah. Nah. Yeah. Xfinity. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Verizon yeah, yeah. Files. files. That's what I got. I got the files. Damn. Fuck Damn. Xfinity, man. I just got rid of that shit. I was just watching a Dennis Rodman uh, interview. What'd you think? I know that was good. Yeah. It was dope. I don't know he was talking some facts too. Uh, no, nah, he's a he's a real interesting dude. But yeah, he always been <laughs> misunderstood, as they say. Yes, but there was a meme. There was a meme saying that uh, niggas dressed up like Dennis Rodman. It's the truth. It is the truth. That's yeah. that is the pure real. truth. <laughs> Dresses and all too. For real, for real. Ain't nothing wrong. Pearson's here. I don't know about that. You don't know about that. Come on, man. You live in New York. I know you've seen some shit. No, no. I've not seen like no dude like wearing like a wedding dress. That's what <laughs> that's what that's what he wore. He wore a wedding dress. It wasn't like a regular. Did he have the dress. air the headpiece to that joint too? Yeah. Oh my God, dog. Yeah. He was fearless. Yeah. Nah, man. He's still busting ass though, blocking the shit. Pause. <laughs> All right, bro. How old are we? Can we talk about pause, please? <laughs> you want to talk about pauses? Yeah, bro. Why? I feel like if you gotta say pause, you look insecure about some things. No, not you, Tone. But you shouldn't be like forty five saying pause at everything. That's my, how you're talking. You're talking about a man busting ass. I'm all, yeah, said, and we all knew the context said, of which I was yeah. talking about busting ass in basketball. Hold see? up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> when you make when you say pause, you make bro, it I hate that the actual thing that you're just kind of like don't yeah. want it to be. It is now, but I get it though. It yeah. is funny though. It, it is, is funny. funny. I just like. I always thought about that. <laughs> you automatically bring attention to the gay stop statement. But it's not it's not a gay it's not a gay subject. It, well, wasn't, it, wasn't, until you, it wasn't until you said pause. <laughs> it wasn't until you said pause. But that's all. I just wanted to get a little something off on that. I gotta watch that Dennis Rodman interview though. Yeah, it was good. Uh, well go ahead. Back to what y'all was you talking about. In. We forgot. Yeah. The question the, the question was yeah, what yeah, we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, how did you find um, your passion? How did you find your passion? And then we got to the whole five goals thing, the five year thing. Yeah, five year plan. Yeah. I, I don't think I found my passion yet. I think um, sneaker. I think part of it, I'm, yeah, but it, it's a look. I mean, what is it about sneakers? Is it me just buying sneakers? Is it me wanting to do with something? It? Okay. Uh, with that, you know, I don't. I don't know what it is. I think I'm on the path to finding it. I think I'm also. Uh, I think the podcast actually helps me. Um, find find something that I'm passionate about. I think I had a hard time finding a hobby. I think with myself, uh, I was I thought that me graduating 
and getting my career was my passion. Mm. But once I, I guess, hit that goal or whatever, yeah, I, I like my job and I like my career. And, you know, it's, it's giving me everything that I want as, as far as uh, material-wise and things like that. And I also do fulfill saving lives. But is that really something that I'm passionate about? I'm not sure. Um, I'm trying to find something that may generate money, may generate an income or may not generate an income, but something that I enjoy doing, something that um, that gives me joy every day that I, I go do it or, or whatever it is. I think um, for a long time I was uh, upset at things or, or always bored with something because I couldn't find what I was passionate about. And like I said, once I, I thought that I found it in my career this year that maybe that's not what I'm passionate or maybe I have multiple passions. I don't know. But I, I think I have, I think I, what I wanted to know was how, if y'all did find your passion, how did y'all find it? And, and yeah, that was it. Um, <clears throat> I think like, your explanation was way different than ours. But it was like, it made, no, seriously, but, but it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, because, I agree though, yeah. Yeah, because I think ours was more towards like the first thing you said about like getting a job and then that is like equates to our passion, which I, I think for some of it, it is true. Um, but the podcast, I think I'm very passionate about this, like doing this with you guys. Um, outside of my job, you know, I mean, I coach basketball, and I'm very passionate about that. But then, like again, like mm. I don't see myself like using that as something I'm going to do for the rest of my life to make me feel feel fulfilled. Yeah. So, I think I think your points are great. Like I think if you, of course, like having a job in this society is good to have because you know you got to kind of live. Um, but then utilize that to like fund or you know assisting your in your passion which is a great tactic but i'm not yeah i'm not sure like just thinking back at it now and how you propose yours i got i might have to look at it differently yeah i just feel like those days when i, I can't speak for y'all but those days where i don't feel like going to work like tonight um i don't think if if i was if that was something that i was if that was my number one passion that i i wouldn't have that issue right I wouldn't. I wouldn't be upset. I wouldn't have those uh, those days where I don't feel like getting up and stuff like that. But you, you don't. So that's the way sorry. I look at it. Go but ahead. you don't agree that sometimes, like, you need a day off, no matter what, like passion or not. Like you just need like, a day off, day, bro. That's what. That's why I used to call it. Like, yeah, I'm just saying. Like, if you like, I mean, like me, like during basketball days, coaching and, and seasons coming around. Like there's days I'm like, God damn, I don't want to do this shit. <laughs> um, mm. and, but I love the I love the sport. You know, like, I love coaching. I love doing all that. But then like some days I'm like, man, I can't do this shit today, bro. And I gotta I gotta fight through to it, fight through that, and kind of figure out how I'm gonna get through the day. I, I I don't think so. I think at the end of it, like it? well, at the like when I when I feel, you know, I can't do this shit today. But at the end of it, after getting through it, I'm like, damn, I'm 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 glad I did it. It's like it's like niggas that go to the gym all the time. Like I don't think they get I don't think they get tired of going to the gym or, or like us. Like we watch sports and shit. I don't think we I don't think we'll ever get tired of watching a, a basketball game or come to that point where we be we be like, 
Man, I don't, I don't feel like watching this game today. Nah, <laughs> that's the truth. Nah, <laughs> that is the truth. That. That's, I mean, that's how I was. It's crazy. That's how I was in my old job. It was like, it'll be days where I just like, yo, I don't feel like dealing with these fucking kids today. But then, you know, ironically, it's the kids that alleviate your fucking stress when you get there. Right. So, yeah, you know, that wasn't my passion. I enjoyed doing it, but it definitely wasn't my passion though. But that kind of geared, that kind of like put me on a path towards my passion though. Like, there's never a day I see a pair of sneakers and be like, man, I don't feel like buying this shit. <laughs> <I don't. laughs> What's your most recent cop? Yo. Uh, I'm waiting for these uh, Cactus Plant Flea Market mm. Blazers that's coming up. Okay. I mean, I don't know if you're talking about sneakers because I bought some other shit. Cactus too, Plant Blazers, yeah. So you bought a so Cactus yeah, Jag, like Gerard like College Plant Blazer? Flea like a jacket? Or the sneakers? sneakers. No, dog. Nikes, bro. No. <laughs> that's not, that's not, you know, sneakers, you know when, when you pose a question about, like, what are you talking about? I'm talking about, I'm talking about sneaks. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, sneakers, I bought a, yeah, I think, I think that's, no, 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 I'm lying. I bought some Dunks. Mm. I bought some SBs. Damn, I ain't get no some SBs. Supreme SBs. I copped a, yeah. I need some, like, everyday shit. So I bought some, like, 2000, like, 16, 17 flying and trainers, mm-hmm. brand new. That's a good one. <laughs> that's a good everyday yeah. sneaker, though. That's, that's a good That's right sneaker. on brand. That's right on brand. Uh, uh, the what? <laughs> Bro, because I bought some flying and trainers. I'm a hipster. You bought the Yay Nips. Those are very hipster. No, these that's are not Yay Nips. That's a good everyday sneaker, though. That's a good everyday sneaker. Uh, trainers. They're Nikes. Okay. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie, I don't know half the shit y'all talking about. Especially I know you're not your, not your area, Reese. I was waiting for you to say you got some Sperry's lately. Yeah, <laughs> you should like that some Crocs. <laughs> some no, not Crocs, uh, Clarks. I guess. Some I got Toms. some loafers. Nah, I got the I got the Johnston and Murphy loafers. <laughs> <laughs> I like you, boy. Hold on, wait, yo, do you um you got any pair of slides? Uh, yeah. Okay, all right. So yeah, what's the brand? Nigga, you what? University, University of Texas. Texas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> UT, man. No, what's the brand? Or not? <laughs> UT is makes it's Nike. Yeah, it's no brand. champion. What is it, bro? Don't say it's straight up UT from the from the school. It's just the it's just the UT logo. It's the Longhorn. Wow, you got some big baller brand shit on. Yo, I hate y'all niggas. Stop. I got, the, uh, I got the PG Jones. Yeah, I got the Black History Month PGs. I got the Black oh History shit. Month. Okay, Reese. Uh, so you know, he just don't be wearing them. PGs. No, <clears throat> I, yeah, I don't wear them that often. But uh, every every year, I try to buy some Black History Month um, shoes. All right, I'll take that. I can't, I can't, I can't argue against that. The way you got the PG ones, twos, two and a halves, the threes. What you got? I got the PG Black History Months from February 2019, nigga. I don't know. I think those are the three. <laughs> all right, whatever the fuck came out 2019. February is what I got. That's all you got? Shit's nice, though. Uh, and, the, and the KDs from like two or three years ago. All right. Why are you balling these ball sneaks I got and you never play ball? What you mean? I hoop all the time. No, the fuck you don't. I do. On the Xbox. Reese. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get in the mindset, nigga. I got <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Reese, to complete your entire dad look, you need to 
put a basketball court up in your driveway. You have a driveway? <laughs> Hold on. Is it the one I that do. hangs on the garage or is the one where you got to stand it up? Well, it depends on the setup. Yeah. It, it depends on the setup <laughs> of your, uh, on the driveway. Okay. So I do have a I do have a driveway. Um, it's a one car driveway, unfortunately, which is a little annoying. But I'm actually trying to move out of this house in the other year. So I don't, I'm okay. not going to play. Is there like an yeah. incline on the drive on the driveway? There is. Okay. Yep. All right. That mm-hmm. might be a little problematic mm-hmm. for a little stand up, John. Nah, Reese, my bad. I didn't mean to cut y'all. Reese, you ain't talk about your passion or how you found it. He oh, did. so yeah, I did. My my passion is um. So at first, my passion was software software development, but now my passion is more so uh, recruiting, giving back. So I'm in a mindset right now where, like, I'm getting this MBA. Um, so as a as a software developer and recruiting, I'm able to uh talk to students, give them some advice, um. And if they're good enough, you know, I can pass them along to someone that can interview them and potentially get them a job. But I'm trying to get to the position where instead of, you know, recommending people for a job, I'm actually hiring people. So I'm getting this MBA so I can uh, get into that position where I am the one making decisions about whether I want to hire this person or not. And so um, that's my passion right now. My passion right now is is recruiting, reaching back to students of color and um, getting them these these jobs that they, you know, working hard to get. Like it. I like it. I like it. Yeah, bro. I feel like Reese got his whole life, his whole See? not even five no, year, I, ten year plan. I do have so. a ten year plan. Yeah. But I have a um, <laughs> I always <laughs> No for, for like real talk. You know what I'm saying? Like we talked on a podcast about that uh paper that I wrote in yeah. Mr. McDonald's class. But that was a ten year paper, right? She, I talked about when I was twenty six in that thing. And so when you put things out there, I do believe that it happens to come true, um, especially if you put the put the foot to pavement to make that shit happen. So I actually did that. So I always have a three year plan, five year plan, ten year plan. So my um, three year I get my three year plan is to get another promotion. Five year plan is to be a manager, and then the ten year plan is to um, continue moving up and to um, hire as a manager. I saw uh, Otome. I thought about you when I saw um, it was this video about like uh, this waiter, and he was saying like is one is one thing he can't stand is like ignorant black customers, and he's a black uh-huh. dude saying this shit. So I, I got to send the video. That shit is funny though. Uh-huh. I can only imagine your thought on the process of like dealing with uh, just, ignorant people in general, but. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Don't even think. Don't 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 expect no answer because you ain't getting one. <laughs> Welcome you. <laughs> yeah. We're not on here. Not on the podcast. <laughs> but yeah, those days are long behind me. That's for sure. Hopefully, that's a, no. What you mean? Hopefully. Oh yeah, well, that's for sure. Well, that kind of goes into what I want to talk about for this fucking drawing shit. If y'all don't mind, let me nah. Uh, go ahead. Share with y'all what the fuck happened. Coles, you can't say shit. Don't say shit um, about my damn school. So, <laughs> so at A and T, um, there's a hashtag going on saying uh, "Make NCAT great again." NCAT is North Carolina A and T, so make NCAT ghetto again. I'm sorry, ghetto again. That shit, I don't like that shit at all, at all. So I. The SGA president came up with the uh, the hashtag, and the reason why is because she's saying that campus is getting a little bit too s- stuffy, basically, and it's not the same. Like this, it's not fun anymore. 
And so she came up with this. What the hashtag. fuck is stuffy? Like she said auntie's bougie. No. And so she's saying like it's boring, people aren't hanging out like they used to hang out. There's not like the parties or whatever. Um, it's just, the, the environment is just very bougie. And so she came up with the hashtag make auntie ghetto again. I don't I don't like that shit at all. <clears throat> because just the easy one to talk about is is reclaiming the MAGA slogan that Trump created. I don't feel as though um, you should apply MAGA to anything, especially when it comes to HBCUs, but you should not apply MAGA to anything. Um, I'm still hurt by the fact that the HBCU presidents all went up to the White House and took a picture with this nigga like he was going to do something for him, <laughs> and he did literally nothing for him. Because you know that shit I know exactly what you're talking though. about. <clears throat> he probably like, couldn't name the schools good. they was from if you asked him. At all, bro. But it was like, I ain't going to say all, but it was an overwhelming amount of um, presidents from HBCUs up there, you know what I'm saying, with this man taking pictures, smiling and shit like that, like he was going to do something for me. He, you know, he's like, oh, nobody's done more for black people than I that. He always say shit like that. Nobody's done more for whatever than I that. He don't do shit for the people. So I was upset with that. And so the fact that they're trying to say make auntie gray and ghetto again, which just comes after manga, that shit frustrates me. I feel like you shouldn't try to reclaim that at all. But then- Equating ghetto to fun, I don't think that is appropriate either. I don't like that. Um, the ghetto is a real thing. People try to get out of it, and when you say make anti ghetto again, you're equating ghetto to fun, and I don't think that's. I don't think ghetto and fun should be equated at all. Um, I think they just need to try again. But kind of like what we was talking about, Takashi. This is getting a lot of. I mean, especially with anti alumni, this is getting a lot of. Uh, this is getting a lot of like publicity for us. So I think like, you know, Takashi's like any publicity is good publicity in terms of just saying shit, wilding out, trolling and shit like that. I feel like she's achieved she's achieved something and that she's gotten the conversation going about the culture of AT and what it is now. Because AT has been on a mission to improve the culture and especially the clout that it has. Like we had Obama come through, we had um Michelle Obama at um at like one of the at the two thousand twelve graduation. Um, we've had a lot of people there come through recently. Uh, Mark uh, Zuckerberg, I'm sorry, Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO of Facebook, he came through. So there's a lot of people coming to A&T and that's on purpose because the administration have been trying to change the way A&T is viewed. And they're, the students are saying that the culture is different now and they're not a fan of it. And that's fair. But I just think make A&T ghetto again is not helpful in what they're trying to do. And that should draw to me. As a yeah. that shit draw. Um, I did see that too. I was I, I was definitely going to hit you up about it. I figured you would bring it up here, but oh, I, I ain't gonna talk shit about your school. That's all I'm gonna say, man. Yeah, that's why I, I was like, that. "No, you guys." <laughs> I ain't gonna say that. <laughs> you gonna shit up. Yeah, <laughs> but I completely understand where you're coming from. Um, I don't know who approved of this. I know it has to go through a whole hierarchy for that hashtag to even get approved. So. Just well, I think she. I don't even know if she put it on like the ANT SGA joint. I think she just did it on her personal one. And we all know she's the SGA president, so that definitely wasn't I don't think a good she had look to even get. But it seems like, like looking at the hashtag, a lot of the students that are there now are like, yeah, absolutely, that's what we want. You know, what I'm saying they trying to make ANT lit, yeah. and they said that uh, they don't want it to be bougie anymore. Um, it's just the word choice. But I, don't I don't know why she put it. It is the word choice. Yeah, I don't know that. I don't know the um culture there anymore no. i graduated yeah. 2012 you know what i'm saying right. that's seven years ago yeah, so i sure. can't speak whether or not the culture is different but i just know that make ant ghetto again 
that ain't it. Like when was it ghetto? That's what I'm trying to. Bro, that's about. what I'm saying. <laughs> when was it ever ghetto? That's just a terrible word that's choice, what I'm man. Saying. But here we are. Social media um, do that to you. Speaking of social media, um, so here's my drawing topic of the uh, of the week. Uh, I'm not sure you guys heard about the um the kid who got killed in Long Island, mm-hmm. got stabbed, uh, Kasim Morris. Okay, so got you name. This is what happened. Um, basically, I, I think it was a dispute over a girl, whatever it is. But this uh this dude named Tyler Flatch, eighteen year old, um, stabbed sixteen year old Kasim Morris to death, um, at a mall, I believe, a strip mall, whatever it is, and. They were over, I don't know, bro. The report said it was like about like 50 kids or 50 teenagers or people around who witnessed the attack and recorded it, did nothing, and some of them posted it on social media. So, so was this the little kid? No, 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 no. He's um Okay. No, nah, he wasn't a little that's kid. Something, that's what I'm thinking about. Okay. Nah, Go 16. ahead. My bad. Yeah, he was 16 years 16. old. My bad. Yeah, so, 16. And... The topic of social media is just like, like I understand, like maybe some of us aren't heroic to jump in and try to stop a man from stabbing another man, whatever it is. But like, just to sit there and record it and post it online, like we live in that society, bro. Like we don't need to fucking share this shit. We don't need to like sit there watch people get killed and then just post it on video for likes and shit. And that shit fucking upsets me, bro. I, I can't stand that shit. Like, this whole generation is fucking drawling. Like, if y'all do not fucking get off y'all phones, bro, and see what's happening in front of you and shit, and do something, or run away, whatever it is, but to sit there and just fucking record, like, for this, to have to, to say, you know what, I was here when that happened. Click my, uh, my page, like the video, whatever it is and shit, but I was here. Or to be the first one to post it. Like, shit like that. Again... That may not be their mindset, but that's how I'm taking it because of the fact that like not one of them decided to jump in or or, or even just fucking run. Like I, I don't know for myself, like why would I stand there and just look and record? Either I'm going to jump in or I'm gonna fucking run because I'm not trying to get stabbed. Right. But to do this, it's, it upsets me. This shit is this shit is fucking trash, bro. Like. Just from like from the kids I work with, <clears throat> we're dealing with a generation that's conditioned to use technology from infancy. Like they got babies on tablets, bro. And if you know about a baby's in development, they're not supposed to be on no damn tablets at an early age. Know. With their eyesight, their eyesight still developing, all of that shit. So when you get in condition from an infant to use technology to even to basically communicate. They have no other fucking uh, avenues of communication because that's all they know, man. I don't. I've seen fights a couple times, and I'm like, that's the first thing y'all do, huh? Pull y'all shit out. Shit is embarrassing, dog. I feel you. So, that's my drawing topic. I this shit is is getting too much. I mean, it has been too much, but like, it's just. But then, what the fuck are we gonna do? <laughs> like, what are we gonna do? Pretty much my drawing topic. It was I forgot where. It's a video. It's a video of this black kid. I forgot where it was, but he's getting, he got to be in like elementary school. He's getting bit up by like a whole bunch of white kids. And it's, you know, got white kids in the background recording it. Beat that nigga up, beat that nigga up. And they whispering the shit, but they, I'm like, y'all must be dickheads to be whispering in the phone that's recording because you know it's going to hear you, dickhead. 
So you you hear a couple beat that little punk ass nigga up, and, you know. It's an embarrassment, man. Because if like <clears throat> I used to always tell the kids, dog, you reading is fundamental. You have to know how to read. How the fuck are you going to sign a contract? How are you going to know how to get on a bus that you need to get on? How are you going to know to fucking read your fucking bills? Y'all niggas can barely speak. So to see y'all easily record something, I know where y'all priorities are. I don't know, man. I saw the video. Yeah, no. Nah, you saw, saw that. You know what I'm talking about. He like, he like yeah, clotheslined him over the bench. I was like, oh my goodness. Nobody's yeah, going to do nothing. Gonna, he's going to beat up. Nobody's going to do And apparently they, um, the school itself is not like, there's no safety plan for the kids. Right. That's, what, no, I, like, that's what I forgot. There's no big thing. That's what I forgot. There's no big thing. Like, no really safety being, regulations, no nothing. So they can get away with hell. They can get away with murder if they wanted to. Probably. Probably not. I'm exaggerating. That's my that's my job. And I, I believe I think like in the past it was a well it's definitely in a Seinfeld episode. <laughs> <laughs> but like if you sit there and record and be quote unquote an innocent bystander, but you're in a position to help and you don't, like you can be um accounted for like what um what's it called? What guilty by association? Nah, nah. But you, you can be yeah. charged for something. An accessory oh, to accessory something, yeah, like to murder. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Okay. Well, take heed. Uh, not sure if I really have a drawn topic. I mean, I kind of do, but I, I don't have um, a lot to say about it besides the fact that uh, it, it's pretty, it's kind of blasphemous. Well, Xfinity was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Get <laughs> your fucking service. True, true. But they got it right, so I'm back. It don't even matter. <laughs> but um, what was I saying? Oh, uh, I, I think I think what I'm I'm kind of conflicted about it too because one of these songs was thump, was thumping, mm-hmm. but I think um, what Kanye That's is good. doing with this Sunday service thing, mm. and uh, you know him him promoting him him using mm. God essentially to uh, sell music. Um, I don't have much to say about it besides that, the fact that like, that's just something that you, you don't do, especially a person that, um, but that's every like gospel. I didn't say gospel was right either. Okay. You're right. Um, but yeah, if you're, if you're a child of, of God, as you say you are, I, I don't think that's, you know, the right the right way to to go ahead and promote your music, especially coming from him, a person that knows how to make music and doesn't need any extra shit to sell his music. I don't think. I know, like a couple of years ago, he was saying that his one of his goals is to be like. Um, I just saw it the other day. He was talking about like how I want to be like a Christian, like um, you know, artist, like put out like I'm I'm a man of God. I want to do all that. So that was a couple of years ago too. So it wasn't like. What he's doing is out of the blue, essentially. But I, I, I hear your point. Well, he, he also has an album coming out on September 27th uh, called, Jesus, called is Jesus, King. Is King. Jesus is King. Yep. So I'm not really mm-hmm. surprised by the fact that he's doing this. Um, but it is very intentional. Well, I, I mean, he had I haven't been Jesus back Walks. in a minute. Yeah, I was going to say, he came... He, he came in the game with Jesus Walks, but it was he had a whole different mindset, man. He mm-hmm. was hungry when he came in. You know what I'm saying? Like Kanye's complacent now. I feel he can be, you know, with his skill set and his talent. But you got to watch out for monetizing like Jesus. 
yeah, I ain't a big yeah, fan of it. That's not right. And, yeah. and I'm kind of like, like I said, one of, songs was, one of them songs was thumping. <laughs> I think you it was the first it, yeah, one. Yeah. I think it was the first yeah, one. Of, one of the first ones. It was like I'm water. Actually, one of them joints was like water, then it was like another joint. I know what you're talking about, though, Tone. <laughs> you said that joint. I'm actually it. excited for him to do some house shit. Yeah. A Chicago yeah, house, like legit. He was he was playing some shit, some shit like that, too. Yeah. So I haven't really listened to like the other tracks or any videos of him at the yeah. church service, the Sunday service. So, I mean, I, I'll be honest. I'm kind of excited. I'm kind of excited. I, I am a Yay fan, so I'm going to check it out. We'll see, man. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> you know, I, haven't, I haven't heard a Kanye song or a Kanye album in a minute. So. Since like well, I, Life of Pablo? I've, I've always, well, Life of Pablo yeah, is trash. Yes, it I, was. I don't, I don't understand you, why everybody, it's a high beast album. It is. Everyone wants to listen to it and shit because it came with the merch and all this shit. But Tighter, I don't like the album. Yeah. I think it's probably his worst album. It was unfocused, man. I don't know what direction he was going in. I don't know what he was trying to talk about. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, I just don't like so, the way he's been treating people. Like, the shit he's been saying. I still don't. Like, I can't get over that shit. You know what I'm saying? Nothing. Slavery was a choice. The fucking, the manga has my fucking superhero cape. What the fuck he said? Like, <laughs> Bro, nah, yeah. And then he goes to he goes to Chicago and crying on a fucking radio station. Like, I need to come back home. I need people. To, like, I feel like he's just manipulating people at this point in time. That's that's how I feel about it. Like, he's he's coming out with this Sunday service joint, but but he's promoting an album called Jesus is King that comes out next week. Like, I don't feel like none of this shit is genuine. I don't. Well, but it's promotional. You know, like it's like when when you go around, you got an album coming out. You go to you do album release parties. You do interviews. Like he just has a different way of doing it. You know, like even even when he was the free tickets to the Sunday service that happened like two weeks. I forgot what it was, but like him walking through the crowd. That's the whole imagery too of like saying like I'm one with the people. Image. I'm like Jesus like type shit. Make, he, uh, yeah, that video of him making mother. He he's making a crowd part and shit. I saw that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, he he doesn't have to do that. Though. Beyonce released the album with no fucking promo. Like niggas can do that now. But that's he, her. He can do that. But that was in itself. Yeah, that's her promo. Yeah, that's her. But, yeah, but exactly. Kanye, yeah, that's he it. doesn't. He's rebuilding. Well, we know he's not at the same time. He got to have some promotion, man, because he has to rebuild his image. You got to see his face. That's like priority with him. You got to see his face. You got to hear his voice. Oh, Beyonce, she can do shit like that. Am I a fan of this shit? No. And J. Cole. But I was oh, conflicted man. about him yeah, and parting the people, too. I thought that was just like, that was theatrical. Dude, if he's trying to be Christ-like, I mean, if he's a Christian, he's supposed to be Christ-like. I think maybe he's taking it like, to the extreme. Like, or not like even maybe. He is taking yeah. it to the extreme. But maybe that's his interpretation. Could I be. don't know. Interesting guy, man. So I ain't gonna lie, I am excited. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Uh, just being a fan, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check it out. I always, I always run through the album at least once, and then after that, for sure. If it's if it's playable, it's playable. But like I ain't been feeling his last couple works, but that's you, that can be argued about a lot of your favorite artists too. Like it's it's some album that you was like, eh, maybe not. You shouldn't have dropped that. Well, his production ain't fucking lag at all. I like, uh, I like the. Uh, Tiana Taylor, John. I like the uh, oh my God. the Nas oh, John. I like the dirty, fucking. He did my real dirty. Push he did Nas dirty. He did Nas dirty too. I like Pusha T, John. Push. That was his best product. 
that he dropped. Yeah, he did. My man, Nas Thirty, Tiana too. All her shit sound unfinished, man. But they were still good though. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> oh, so we'll see, man. Well, what is it next week? Twenty six. This Friday. This Friday. Yeah. We'll see if it even drops this Friday. Cause you know, Kanye got a knack for giving us a release date, and that joint will get dropped to another two years. Don't know. All right. Well, this episode eight, Ocho again, Mar Brunel, the Air McKee, <laughs> all that good, all that good shit. So, let's talk about next week. All right. Hey, what's good, y'all? Thanks again for tuning into this episode of the Drawling Podcast. Please make sure to follow us on Twitter and IG at Drawling Podcast. You can also email us any questions you have at drawlingpodcast at gmail.com. And please make sure that every Wednesday, wherever you listen to your podcast at, that you are looking for a drawling drop.